Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. According to popular belief, it takes 21 days for a habit to become a habit. But realistically, it takes anywhere between... 66 days and the rest of the year for a habit to become automatic. So what is an automatic habit? It's something that you don't think about. You just do it, like brushing your teeth or taking out the garbage the day before it's garbage day or setting your coffee maker. It's just something that you do automatically. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress about it. You don't have to write down a note to remind yourself to do it. You just automatically do it because it's something that you've been doing for a long time and it's something that is second nature to you. But why does it take so long for a habit to become an automatic habit? Well, I guess it depends on your expectations. You know, the lower your expectations are in terms of making it as simple as possible, the more likely it will become an automatic habit. But the higher your expectations are, or the more you expect from a habit, the harder it might be to stick to it. But some habits are relatively easy to follow. And as soon as you embrace that habit, as long as you make it something that it's important to you, it will become part of you. It will become second nature. It will become that automatic habit. I want to share one habit that I've recently adopted. I have a confession to make. (laughs) I don't follow through on all my habits. I mean, yes, I have my automatic habits. You know, I mentioned brushing my teeth and setting the coffee maker and drinking a glass of water first thing in the morning. But the reason that those are automatic for me is that I make it easy to do. So with the brushing of teeth, first thing in the morning, in the bathroom, look in the mirror, grab your toothbrush, you're ready to go. Coffee maker. I've got everything I need ready to go. And it's like a pattern. I don't even think about doing it. I'm just doing it. And drinking that glass of water, having the water jug on the counter with a glass ready for me to go. After I brush my teeth, I sit the coffee maker, have my glass of water. It's all done. But the one habit that I've recently adopted, and I, you know, I just want to mention that I recently adopted that. A few friends of mine told me about this particular habit And they were so excited that it made such a difference in their lives. Now, habits are like brushing your teeth, having a glass of water, setting the coffee maker. I'm not sure those are actually changing your life in any way. I mean, of course, it's important to brush your teeth because dentist and, you know, cavities and all the rest of it. 
And setting the coffee maker, it's, you know, if I set it, then I know that in, you know, five, 10 minutes, I have my pot of coffee and water. Of course, water is good for you. You know, setting yourself for the rest of the day, having that glass of water. But most habits like taking the garbage out. I mean, you know, if you don't take it out the day before and you miss it, it's like you have to wait another week. I don't know if your garbage bins are full or your recycling bins are full. So if you have to wait another week, it's more of an inconvenience. You know, it's not something that could change your life. But this particular habit got so many of my friends so excited that I needed to find out for myself whether this would work for me. And so the habit that I want to talk about is the high five habit. Mel Robbins is an accomplished speaker, motivational speaker. She's written several books. She has a podcast. She's an amazing woman. And I like her style. She's very down to earth. She tells it like it is. And I relate to her in a lot of ways. And so when my friends were telling me about her book, The High Five Habit, I had to check it out for myself. But before I tell you more about what Mel has established or created with this high five habit, let's talk about what a high five is. A high five is where you are taking your hand and you are slapping your palm against someone else and you're doing it. So you're slapping your hands together, usually smiles, lots of energy, and it's a way to go. Yay. Something you're celebrating your team scored a goal or they won the game. Someone crossed the finish line at a marathon or a 5K race, or maybe they came in last. You scored that job interview. You got the job. There was something that happened to you that was a momentous occasion for you. And someone was there to either celebrate with you, commiserate with you, or just to provide that friendship, that connection. Because really that's what it is, is a connection. You are touching someone else's hand in that high five celebration. You're sharing your energy with someone else. And it's important to do that. I I like watching the cooking shows on TV and the uh, latest one was Top Chef that just started. And I was watching the cooks, you know, or the chefs, I should say, they were going through an exercise and they finished it. And this one team, not all of them, but this one team, they started high-fiving themselves. It's like, yeah, we finished. We did it. It's great. You know, they're so excited. And it's something automatic. It's something you don't even think about high-fiving somebody for whatever the occasion is because you're happy for them. Again, happy. You are sharing your energy. You're commiserating in some way. You're supporting them with your energy. You're acknowledging them because we really want to be validated. We want to be appreciated. We want to be seen We want to be heard. We want to know that someone is paying attention. And that high five tells us that yes, someone is paying attention. Someone is seeing us, hearing us, validating our existence. So what is the high five habit then? Well, what Mel did is one day she was in the bathroom and she's looking in the mirror and she just woke up. She was looking at her reflection And she started being a little self-critical of her appearance. And then, I don't know, maybe by accident, she placed her hand on the mirror and was looking in the mirror. And she had that aha moment, you know, that light bulb that, oh my goodness, I'm touching the mirror. I'm giving myself a high five. And she was talking about how that connection with yourself, you're sharing your energy with yourself. You're celebrating yourself. 
You're acknowledging yourself. You're seeing yourself. You're validating yourself. And she said it was such a powerful feeling that she wanted to see where she could take it. And what she did is she posted a picture. She took a picture of herself in the mirror with her glasses and her hair and, you know, however she was looking that day and posted it on her Instagram account. And all she put in there was high five, very few words. And she didn't know what the response would be, but she had people doing that, high fiving themselves in the mirror, taking photos and putting them on Instagram and tagging her. She couldn't believe that it exploded in such a way that people were excited about the idea of high-fiving themselves in the mirror. And so Mel decided that she wanted to look deeper into the whole idea of high-fiving ourselves and what that meant. She started doing some research into the whole phenomenon about what does it mean to acknowledge yourself, to celebrate who you are. She shared in her book, The High Five Habit, which I highly recommend you get because it's such an amazing book. When I picked it up from chapters, I think I read it all in one sitting, cover to cover. I was eating it all up. I was absorbing. I, I was just mesmerized and excited about all the different benefits that come from high fiving yourself. So I want to share something that Mel shared in her book. So they did an experiment where they gave a number of children difficult tasks to do. Now, I I don't know what the ages are, but I'm going to assume that the kids could be maybe anywhere between, let's say, 5 and 11. I'm not sure, but, you know, it really doesn't matter in this case. And what they did is they split the kids into three groups. So the first group, they gave them words of praise. You're so talented. You're so creative. You're so artistic words of praise that would make anybody feel like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I I appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. But no high fives. The second group got words of encouragement, you know, way to go. You know, you worked hard. You did a great job. Not necessarily words of praise, but more of words of acknowledgement perhaps, or words of encouragement, but no high fives. The third group, no words of praise, no words of encouragement, high fives, and smiles all around. High five, and maybe some way to goes or whatever it was. Now, think about which group felt more positive, which group performed better, which group performed longer, really gave it their all, really gave a lot of their energy into those tasks. And if you guess the third group, you're right. The high fives, the energy, the smiles gave those children in that group, that validation, that excitement, that energy, again, that energy that you're sharing with someone else. And it made a difference for that third group of kids. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. 
when we think about words of affirmation, you know, in one of my episodes, I talked about coffee self-talk, you know, the whole idea of affirmations or using the words, I am, you know, I am strong. I am smart. I am talented. I am whatever it is that you want to talk about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with saying those words of affirmation to yourself, but it's whether you believe those words. Because back to what Mel was saying about her reflection in the mirror, her first impulse was to critique herself, to criticize her appearance. And how many of us do that? We're first to criticize ourselves before anybody else has a chance to do that. We put ourselves down. You know, something goes wrong and we blame ourselves or we feel like a failure and we don't have that sense of self-acceptance. So the high five habit is acknowledging yourself. You can still use those affirmations, but use them along with that high five habit. And so what I've been doing is started a week ago, you know, after I got, I bought the book, I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I guess at first I was a little skeptical. I thought, how can me putting my hand on the mirror, looking at myself, giving myself a smile, how is that going to make a big difference for me? But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And actually what Mel does is she offers, it's a high five habit challenge where you can sign up for it. And it's a five day challenge. And then every day she sends motivational videos and tips on how you can make this such a great experience for yourself. Well, I didn't sign up for the challenge, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And so I started doing that and I did it every day. First of all, it was first thing in the morning. And then as the week progressed, I found that I was actually doing it more often. You know, I do it in the morning, but then I started giving myself a smile and saying, you know, you're going to have a great day. It's going to be wonderful. The sun is shining. You're going to get all your stuff done or just something simple as, you know, hey, beautiful. And then I would leave the bathroom. But then every time I went into the bathroom, for whatever reason, I would do the same. So not just first thing in the morning, but I would do it every single time I went into the bathroom. Hand on the mirror, you know, sometimes just a smile, something I said. Sometimes I would say something to myself. And I noticed that it set me up for a wonderful day because I had that burst of energy. I had that feeling that I can have a great day. I can accomplish a lot because as soon as you leave the bathroom, it's not about you anymore. It's about the outside world. It's your kids, it's your spouse, your parents, your roommates, your friends, your work. It's your phone. It's everything that is demanding your attention. And it's your attention that you're giving to those things because that's what we do. And women especially, I find, women especially tend to put themselves last. It's just our nature. It's, you know, that nurturing, that feeling that you need to take care of everything. You know, whether it's taking care of your friends, your family, your kids, your parents, whatever it is, you know, going that extra mile at work, putting in extra shifts, volunteering. We do so much for other people. And this one little thing, this one little habit, because that's what it is. It's a hand on a mirror. <laughs> it's not rocket science, but it makes such a difference. I was even telling my kids, I teach effective oral communications for the University of Winnipeg Pakes program. And I was telling my class about the high five habit because, you know, they were talking about how they're overwhelmed and, you know, with assignments and uh, because they're international students trying to either find an apartment, find a part-time job and feeling that sense of overwhelm. And I said to them, you know what, why don't you try this? Try the high five habit, hand on the mirror, smile, 
say some words of affirmation, whatever that mantra is that you want to say to yourself. See if it makes a difference for you. Now, I'll have to check back with the class to see if anybody's actually done it and whether it did make a difference for them. But I know for myself, it's made such a difference. I have more positive feelings about myself. Again, it's that self-acceptance. You know, I find I have more of a smile during the day. I mean, I'm a positive person, so I tend to smile a lot. But it's not just the outside smile, but I'm smiling inside because I feel happy. And this high five habit has made me feel happy. Now, something else that Mel talked about in her book, and it's the idea of limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs are the belief that you can't do it. You know, something goes wrong. It's like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I did it again. You know, oh, I can't believe I did it. I'm always doing something wrong. I'm always doing something wrong. You know, with my podcast, if I didn't take that opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I could have said to myself, I'm 62 years old. (laughs) What am I doing creating a podcast? I've never done one before. I didn't know if I could, but I didn't let it stop me because it was something that I was so passionate about. I wanted to share my journey, my coffee journey. I wanted to share my views on coffee community and culture and education and sharing my thoughts and viewpoints with the world. That was important enough for me to push my feelings of, what if I can't do this? What if it's a failure? What if I don't succeed? What if nobody listens to my podcast? You know, all those thoughts were going through my head, but I didn't let it stop me from doing this. But think about how many times you say, you know, I'm going to write that blog. I'm going to put together that cookbook. I'm going to run that marathon. I'm going to do whatever it is that you want to do. And you keep talking about it because it's important to you, but you don't do anything about it. And that is a limiting belief that you don't feel you can, or you don't have the resources, or you don't have the support. But what if you could be your own resource? What if you could be your own support? If there's something that you want to do, start putting together steps to get it done. Make it a habit that you are doing something every day, every week, whatever it is, to finish that goal, to complete that project to whatever it is that you want to do. What can you do every day? What can you do every week that will get you closer to completing that goal? Because that's what Mel talked about in her book, that she has limiting beliefs. So what you can do is you flip it around. You change your mindset. My friend, Laura McLeod, I did uh, an episode with her where she's the, she's a, Laura is a a mindset coach. And she recently did a, a webinar, a workshop about limiting beliefs, asking us to write down what our goals are. What are the things that we want to accomplish? What is it that you want to do, but is holding you back? What is it that you think you can't do? And if you think you can't, or if you think you're going to fail, guess what? You will. But if you think you're going to succeed, chances are you will. It's all about visualization, visualizing that goal. What is it that you want to do? It's about manifesting. I know manifesting is used so often. It's like, what does it really mean? But again, it's thinking about what is it that you want to do? Looking at that final goal. So if it's that dream job, what does that dream job look like? What are you doing in that job? What are you wearing? What is your title? If it's running a marathon, it's thinking about all the steps getting there, training, practicing, step-by-step, crossing that finish line, or maybe 
crossing that half marathon mark and knowing that you still got another half marathon ahead of you. And it's doing the work, but it's got to start with self-acceptance first. You've got to want it. You've got to really desire that thing that is burning inside of you. And it starts with one simple habit. High five, on the mirror, words of affirmation, mantras, smile, energy. It's believing in yourself. And even with your high five habit of hand on mirror and that self-acceptance, your mantras, you can still write things that you're grateful for. You can still journal. You can still do all of that because it's still an important part of making your dreams come true. Thinking about creating those goals, achieving those goals, and doing something for yourself, putting yourself first, making time for yourself, saying yes to the things that excite you or no to the things that don't, taking time for yourself. And you still can support all the people in your life, but you need to support yourself first. You know, it's like they say on the airplane, if the oxygen mask comes down, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help someone else. You need to make sure that you are putting yourself first, doing things for yourself, self-love, self-care, taking time to replenish your energy, to replenish your feeling of self-acceptance, to eliminate the self-doubt, to flip the mindset on feeling like a failure. Because there's a huge difference between failing at something or feeling like a failure. We all fail at certain things, but it's how you deal with the fail, not the failure, that makes a difference. You know, Thomas Edison, I think it was a thousand tries before he created the light bulb, but he never viewed those as failures or that he failed. It's just that he didn't find the right one. So it's all in how you are looking at what you are accomplishing, what you're achieving in life. And putting yourself first is the first step. So until next time, think about putting yourself first, starting with the high five habit. Hand on the mirror, smile, look at yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, and have the most wonderful day. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.